Welcome to the Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ethan Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinden. We're both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our own businesses. And our goal is to share our experiences and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Tyler, does my mic sound like a little weird, a little echoey, a little... No, I, I can't hear. Oh, yeah. Because I don't have the... Here, yeah. Let me... Yeah, you can double check it on the headset. There it is. Hello, 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 hello. I don't know what it's supposed to sound like because yeah. it's the first time I've ordered it. That's but true. That's true. Oh, no, it sounds kind of like mine. So All right. I think cool. it's good. Rock and roll with it. Tyler, what is going on uh, since the last time we spoke? Oh, you know, not too much. We just got back from a weekend in St. Louis. Had a really good time out there. Met a lot of people. It was, uh, it was a good event. Good event. I went to the RIT event. So had a lot of fun there. Are you going headphones the whole episode? I was probably going to take them off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like hearing this. Yeah. Well, now that I uh, called you out for it, now's a good time to take them off. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Tyler was in St. Louis this last weekend. Uh, flew out of the Magic City and went to the Arte event. Um, how was it? Good? Did it was you amazing. Did you trim the beard after or after, before the event? After. After. Okay. Yeah. So you went full bearded to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, wanted, I was trying to plan it in advance. I was like, okay, if I shave it now, I'll be looking like this when I go there. So I was like, yeah. I think I'm not close enough to be able to grow a nice beard so i was just like i'm gonna leave it and then after the event i was just like fuck it i'm gonna shave now so yeah i just shaved it the other day it's funny because i think the same thing about haircuts like i'm like well should i get a haircut there's this holiday i'm going on this trip i need to give it about two to three weeks to grow it a little bit otherwise i look like that fresh new haircut (laughs) look um so yeah, it's kind of the, yeah. it's kind of the I same pl- thing. I plan my hair haircuts out that way too. And when yeah. I came here to Maidan, I was planning my haircut accordingly with Arte event. I was like, yeah. I think it'll be looking pretty good. I could have got it done in St. Louis. It was getting way too long there, and or not in St. Louis, in Seattle. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I just got to hold out for a couple more weeks, and then I'll be able to get it in because it'll line up perfectly. It'll get it. It'll look fresh, and then like a week or two later, I'm gonna be at the event, so it'll look good there. People's not people multiple, but one person told me, I can't remember who it was, but they said, if you're fighting that issue, it just means you have a bad hairdresser. And I'm like, ah, it might be the case, but I always feel like that first couple of days after haircuts awkward. No, Maybe you're just getting no, used to no, the no, feeling, no. but no, I like, I like right after the haircut. It was like, I, yeah, no, I like it right after the haircut. Really? Yeah, I do. See, yeah, I must have a bad barber. Well, I got a new barber now, which I like. Erin uh, Reef, she's on the, the business podcast. So uh, Arte event, Tyler, let's dive into that a little bit. How was the event? You were there for three days, I guess you could say. Flew out Friday morning and then came back Sunday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday was get in there, sign in, and it, it's just amazing. We went to S2, which is Supplement Superstores, which Andy owns. That's the stores that he originally started maybe before you dive into it explain what Arte is a little bit for the people that don't know you don't have to go super in depth but just a general idea yeah Arte is just a community that Andy and Ed put on together and you basically got to pay and then pretty much majority of people in there are entrepreneurs business owners high performing individuals and that's what I wanted to do is surround myself around these people so that's pretty much what it is Arte something stands for Basically, you strive for excellent and yeah. you're trying to be excellent, help other people be the best version of themselves. And that's pretty much what it is. So it's an, it's a community of a bunch of people just trying to be the best version of themselves, help other people along the way. There, there's a lot of business owners. So, yeah, that's pretty and much it's Andy Frisella and Ed Milet. Yeah. The people that know, I know you're maybe on a first name basis, yeah, <laughs> but uh, big friends. OK, anyway, sorry <laughs> for interrupting you. Uh, Dive back into the event a little bit more now. Yeah. So Friday you get there, you got to 
register slash check-in. So when you do that, you got to go to Supplement Superstores, which is what Andy started. And it was like a new facility that they just ended up opening like a month before. And it was so nice, clean, everything. And that's one thing that apparently you'll notice within all of his stores. And it's one thing where it just stems down from the top. So Andy holds such a high standard and everyone underneath him hold that high standard as well. And I was talking to one of the first form trainers or athletes or whatever. I think he was a trainer and he works at first form. I think he said he runs a sales department. He basically, he said that at first form, they've never actually had a janitor crew because everyone, everyone just just chips in. Exactly. Okay. I like that. It all stems down from Andy. So when you go into S2, the store, it's just like next level. It's clean, tidy, really state of the art. It, it's just, and especially the people they're working, they're next level as well. They're high performing individuals as well. They, they come up to you, they greet you, they help you out. They talk to you, whether it's just friendly conversation or they're trying to help you look at different products. They're there to help you. And you can really see how it all stems down from Andy and just go like, we ended up going there. I think it was Saturday after the event. We're like, let's just go back to there just because of the environment it is. And it's just next level. And then after that, that night we went to top golf. There was a, it's like a not Arte event, but one of the Arte members organizes it. And then we all go to top golf. There's food there, drinks, whatever you want. And then everyone's just there. Some people are playing golf, but a lot of people are just there hanging out, eating food, networking with everyone and, that, free food yeah well uh-huh. i mean you gotta pay for okay. to get there yeah. so you pay and then free food yeah. free alcohol okay free drinks whatever and that was really 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 good it put me out of my comfort zone because i'm not a big talker i'm not i'm an i'm an introvert i like what to do stay you mean inside. You're, on a, you're, you're a co-host on a podcast yeah. you have to be yeah i mean this is a little bit different but going up to people that you have no idea who they are it's a completely different ball game and yeah, it was just a really good event. It was funny. The first person that I ended up, was it the first? I don't think it was the first person that we ended up talking to, but one of the people that I ended up talking to kind of happened on accident. So I ended up going with two of my buddies and I was following them. One was a little bit ahead and then the other one was a little bit ahead of me. And then I don't know how he just kind of disappeared. And then I was like right next to the food line. And then some guy started talking to me and then I'm like, okay, I guess I'm getting food now. And I started talking to this guy and I got food and then we just ended up talking, ended up meeting another guy that was, I don't know. He, he said some numbers and I was like, geez, that's crazy. Revenue wise. Yeah. Well, uh, he does like, I think mortgage lending. So it's like the total selling of everything. So it's not like, yeah. And the numbers that he was, and it was like in his first nine months, I'm like, damn, this guy's, this guy's big time. Yeah. So it was just really good event. That's just top golf. And that, that, that I met a lot of good people, stayed out later than my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know, Tyler goes to bed at nine o'clock. Yeah. And I think I ended up getting back at like 11. Th- I got like eight hours of sleep total this whole week. And I got back in my apartment or hotel room at like 1130 or ish. Went to bed, woke up around four o'clock and then went for a run the next day. Uh, didn't really work out because it's funny because we were in the hotel room and the gym room and it's pretty small. And typically you don't see a lot of people working out in the hotel gym and typically they're fairly small. 
and it was like five five thirty in the morning. There was like eight of us in there, and really? I was like, I, I was just thinking, I'm like, I want to take a picture of this because it's like you never see a hotel gym packed unless it's an Arte event. Yeah. So it's just like all these people obviously going to the Arte event, and it's just like they're all there at five five thirty in the morning. So it was pretty crazy to see. And then the next day, so on the Saturday, is the event. You go there, and special guest was David Goggins. Um, got to listen to him speak, had some Q&A session where people in the audience were able to ask him questions. And then Andy and Ed started the show just kind of talking to him, getting some questions, asking him. And the way I looked at it, David was kind of the mindset guy. And then after that, I think... I think Andy and Ed talked a little bit and then we went for lunch and then we came back. Andy talked, Ed talked, and then maybe they did Q&A and then um, they did their closing speeches after that. And there's everything about it was just so crazy. Like I was just thinking this morning, I was like, I basically got millions of dollars worth of value. I just have to put it into action. So it's like, because the group that I was talking with that I went there with and they were just like, would you ever go again? And I was like, man, I paid like a couple hundred dollars for millions dollar, millions of dollars worth of information. Yeah. All I have to do is go and actually put that into play. And it's like, the why would you not go and do that? Yeah. You know? Free money, baby. Exactly. So it's just like the, the people that I was able to meet there, it was just, the event was just crazy. That's uh that's pretty awesome to hear. And it's weird when you get around, a bunch of people that are striving for the same thing. I think you call them high uh, performance achievers or high level achievers, whatever it was. And it's interesting when you get all those minds together, the saying that you're the average of the five people uh, you're around the most, mm-hmm. sort of like this event, you know, the, pe- the more you're around these people, the more you're going to be like them, act like them. And you can see that with the gym there at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's, that's, so I'm assuming, and I know that it, this is obviously going to give me a high because such a great event around all these people, seeing Ed, seeing Andy, seeing David, and it's going to give me this really high. Mm-hmm. And I got to make sure that I don't just crash down and then I just don't do anything because obviously right now I feel like running through a brick wall. I just got to be able to make sure that I continue don't run through my walls. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep wearing your shoes, in the <laughs> so it's just making sure that I'm keeping that momentum going and that, <laughs> And that I'll shit I on just these floors. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That I just, yeah, it's all good. It's just like making sure that I don't lose that momentum because, like, obviously, it's gonna give you a high. And um, I've gone to conferences before, and just being there, it gives you that high. It gives you that dopamine hit. It's just making sure that you're able to continue that and keep it going. Any uh, tactical advice of how you're gonna do that? How you're gonna maintain that high when you know at least you already ahead of the game, and you know there might be ebbs and flows but anyway you're going to tackle that yeah so one of the thing i actually started today this is tuesday april 25th i believe so i started filming yesterday but i'm actually going to be doing the daily posts and i'm going to be doing that forever and then i'm just going to forever yeah exactly (laughs) 85 yeah so basically every day i'm just going to say day one day one day one because every day is one day at a time. So I'm just going to keep doing that and going to be consistent with that every single day. I'm giving myself a little bit of a buffer and posting it the next day in case something happens or I got to edit or whatever. But that's going to be one thing that I'm going to be doing to continually move myself forward and keep that momentum going. And the other thing is just taking baby steps. 
And that, uh, guys, is Tyler's plug. If you'd like to go follow him over on Instagram, he's going to be... Because you're posting on Instagram or you're posting on TikTok. And yeah, yeah, I'm actually going to be... I, I did post on TikTok. I'm like, fuck, why not? Yeah. So I just found a motivational... YouTube shorts, baby. Yeah. There you go. I might have to do that. Yeah. Crank it everywhere you can. Shit. So go follow Tyler on all the shit, uh, which is <laughs> linked below uh, if you're not already. And you can see those posts. I already saw the first one today and uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I'll learn a bit through it but at the same time i think it's going to help keep me accountable yeah just because i'm obviously not going to want to sit on the couch all day if i'm going to be showing my life so i want to yeah. actually go out and do shit and then hopefully motivate other people to do to do the same or Con- any any way they want to live their life consistent action yeah. there's something about doing Discipline. something consistently that leads you into doing more things in your life if you start doing something every single day if you make your bed every single day it's going to make you want to do more stuff that's a very simple example, but uh, mm-hmm. you get the gist of it. And then one more thing on your list here, Tyler. Got your website rocking and rolling. It's not rock. It's it's live, but yeah. <laughs> don't go to it. You don't know the name of it. Not you pushing can, traffic there. Yeah. It'll be in the bio. Yeah. In the description. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> don't go to the website yet because I'm still working on it. I'm still on the homepage, but, you know, slow progress, baby yeah. steps. I'm, I'm taking small actions every single day. I've knocked out a few sections on the homepage, but I'm just going to be trying to not get slowly out and get to the point where I'm going to be able to actually say, Hey, you can go here if you do want to check it out. Slow actions every single day are way better than just, all right, let's try to cram this into one day because Mm -hmm. then that's when the burnout comes in and you got that whole mess of everything. Have we, have we done an episode on burnout? I don't know necessarily. Yeah. Maybe Maybe. add to the list. Something we can talk about. Um, But yeah, Tyler, good updates for us as far as updates on my end. I was on an oil field shoot yesterday. First time I've been on an oil field shoot and it made me realize a couple things. Uh, before I get into things that made me realize, I'll talk about I tripped over a wooden block, fell backwards, landed so fucking hard on my back and ass and elbow. Were you filming? Um, like, do you have your camera in hand? Or? It was in my hand. I don't know if it was rolling or not. Oh. I'll have to but check the to, footage. But you had it in your hand? Oh, yeah. I kept oh. it up like a just beer <laughs> if you're sinking in the lake. Yeah, you just sure. stick your hand above the water. So, it yeah, fell safe. backwards and man, like the heat... That just shot through my body. I got like a little bit mm-hmm. dizzy, almost like, you know, that feeling you get when you haven't eaten in a while and your stomach is like just fucking yelling at you. Sure. That was the feeling. And like my whole body got like super hot and I was like, oh God, am I conky right now? So uh, I was wearing a hard hat, which is good, but hurt my tailbone for sure. So I assume yeah. today my tailbone wasn't that bad when I woke up tomorrow. It's probably <laughs> going to be hurting a little bit. But yeah, don't uh, walk backwards on oil field sites. That's what I learned because people just see you. Oh, yeah, everybody. And they're <laughs> they like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Got up. Um, they just set shit everywhere out there. So, um, yeah, that's one thing I did. But what I realized when I was doing this is that this week we're filming on Tuesday. I have a shoot uh, Monday, which is a full day, which is three and a half hours away, which is ended up to be a 14, 16-hour day, somewhere in there. Today, the shoot actually got canceled, but I had a shoot planned from 1 to 4. Um, and then tomorrow, another shoot from 1 to 3. And then Thursday, a shoot from 9 to 5. And then Friday, a shoot that actually got moved. It's supposed to be in the morning, but now it's in the afternoon. And then Saturday, we don't need Saturday. But at the beginning of the week, it looked like there was going to be six full days of shooting. And one thing I realized is going into the business expanding now and getting bigger, the realization of workload that I've had that I can't book that many shoots in one week Uh just because I start to drop the ball 
that was an eye opener yesterday when I was, you know, I had some time. They were switching a couple of things before we could film anything. And I was just sitting there thinking and realizing I can't book five shoots in a week, six shoots in a week. So that's one thing I'm going to do moving forward is not have so many shoots because you start to drop the ball on, okay, I'm forgetting the pre-production documents for a shoot next week because I'm on set all day and just going about the scheduling a little bit better where I think I'm going to limit it to two a week. If I have to throw in a third one, I will, but uh, no more than three at the most and then try to keep it around that two range and that'll free up some time. So I don't, cause I had a meeting today. The reason the shoot got canceled today is I don't think either party was ready. I didn't get him the call sheets and the pre-production documents in time and they felt a little bit stressed. So we decided to move it back to next week, which is totally fine, but don't want to drop the ball on any more projects. And that led me into the second update I have. I'm trying to find a better CRM software for the people that know uh, client relationship management pretty much tracking the flow of every single project because some clients I'm really good with. It's like, awesome. We have a discovery call, strategy call. We'll do a kickoff call, send them a welcome gift, uh, get the documents to them quickly. And then other projects, I'm like, oh shit, I'm missing this. And I forgot to do this and that. So I think if I can get everything in a central hub that I like and enjoy, there's a lot of CRMs out there that fucking suck. I can get something I like that that'll make it a lot easier. And then when I can't remember if I mentioned this last uh, episode, but when my buddy starts working for me this summer on a three, four month internship, quote unquote, uh, he's going to manage a lot of that, make sure that's getting tackled and done and that we're not dropping anything uh, through the cracks and then can have that client workflow the best it can be. So that's a lot of words, but those are the two things I've realized since the last time we've talked, uh, just really focusing on that workload, not working too much on set. And then the CRM coming up with some good software. I don't know if I have to hand build it or find something online, but it's gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be implemented. Just, just find something online. But I was, I was thinking because you have a lot of shoots this week. Do you? I haven't seen you shoot this much. To, like, how did that happen? Did you just get a lot of projects at once, or did you just poor time management with the scheduling? Uh, no, it's just some things come up, and like the shoot I was on yesterday, yesterday the oil field shoot. So originally I was supposed to shoot Tuesday, Wednesday, and Wednesday. Today's shoot or yesterday's shoot was an addition. So Monday's shoot was an addition that they're like, hey, we just need to shoot this because we have to have six shoot days and this has to be done before June 30th. So I sent them the schedule and they just picked that day. Um, so this process is being super expedited. And then Tuesday, that one was in the books, which is fine. Wednesday was another, hey, can you just go out and shoot these couple interviews quick? That was an add-on. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Uh, Thursday was something that had been planned, but that has a deadline where the client needs things expedited. And I think I need to start charging. And people always say this charge for if, if it has to get done quickly, you got to charge more money, yeah. which I wasn't doing before. But now I'm putting a hard line on, hey, if you want something quicker yeah. and I have to go out of my way to fit it into my schedule, you're getting charged more money. Yeah. Yeah. We do that with our wedding video. You can. So I think he says we'll deliver the project three to five months, but he typically like will finish it within a couple yeah. months and then he'll just wait till like three months or whatever. Yeah. But he says, if you do want it fast tracked or whatever, you can get it. You can pay extra to have it within the month. Yeah. So, and that's, that's where I've started to realize it's like a client will come to me and I had a client or I had a meeting with a client probably a week and a half ago. And they said, you know, we're not looking to shoot this project until June or July, which is awesome. I love when clients come to me early and they're planning ahead yeah. and then we can be on top of that. But some clients come to me. I had a meeting today where they said, here's the footage. 
we need something to present at this board meeting on Thursday. And I'm like, well, I can do it because, you know, it's money. I'd love the money. And I'm just, it's, it's a project I could tackle. It's going to cost me extra time working and I might have to stay up a little bit later, but, um, something that I need to focus on either charging more money or just saying, no, we can't, we can't do the project, but it's always hard to say, no, you can't do the yeah, project, you know? Cause you know, you're throwing away money. Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask you because if you always have this many projects, it's going to be tough to edit projects. Are you getting an editor? Yeah. So that's, editor? that's the plan. Um, I'm talking, I talked with a gal today in Minot. She's going to be, I'm hoping to push some editing projects to her. The only thing is she doesn't have a ton of experience with like client work. So I don't know how much she can do on that side. And then I have to reach back out to the editors that I was talking to about a month ago and figure out some sort of structure. I don't, know about the hiring process i've never went through it so i'm not sure you know do you pay them on a flat flat fee per month do you pay them per job do you pay them salary hourly whatever it is so i need to figure that out internally and then i was going through uh budgeting wise like hey here's the expenses uh here's my salary here's the india guy's salary here's my buddy that's interning here's these expenses the van expenses putting it all together and figuring out okay what can i actually afford and put together uh to have an editor on board so ideally i mean i wish i just had an extra hundred thousand dollars lying around to have a world-class editor but that is not the case so yes i do need to figure that out i assume it's going to start on a more project basis on uh, the beginning but i'd like to have someone full-time because project basis can get a little bit expensive where i just say you know here's four projects get them done this week you still doing your cold dms cold messages I, horse. I haven't in about a week Oof. just because it's been so crazy. So that's where <clears throat> I'm looking to figure out ways so I can get back to that. You're going to have to stop playing with that thing. It's distracting me. <laughs> the goddamn wizard over there. Spinning <laughs> that thing. Um, but yeah, a yeah, I have this, this whole sales uh, process has been put on the back burner, which is not good because you want, obviously that should be the forefront. Keep the pipeline uh, filled with leads, but yeah. Those are things I'm learning as I as I go through it, and I think that's things you learn uh, along the way. Maybe you just got to hire an editor, light that fire under your ass, and your back's against the wall. What are you going to do? That's pretty much the goal, and I'm, I'm going to figure out the editing thing and put together a spreadsheet, figure out, okay, here's the expenses. Here's already what the business is locked in to make for the year, which I think will be fine. I just have to look at it, and then you know what's an editor going to cost and kind of go from there, so... Other than that, uh, those are the updates. Kind of a long intro part, but a lot to talk about this week. Uh, Tyler, let's get into this week's news story. Elon decided to shoot a rocket <laughs> in space. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about that. Yeah, I have heard about that. <laughs> Which is good because he did the notes on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Elon shot a rocket into, not into space, it was in the air. And it exploded. People were freaking out, saying, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is a failure. Uh, do you want to talk about this a little bit, Tyler? I think there's two sides to the story. There's obviously the side that says, oh, this is a failure. Oh, you're a loser because it blew up and it didn't actually work. And then there's the other side where this is, they're like, this is a huge success. Elon said it was a huge success. And the rocket that they launched was extremely massive. And I think it's we're basically seeing history right in front of our eyes. Like when I watched this video, I was just like, this is kind of crazy because he basically wants to have interplanetary travel. And I was just thinking like, he's basically pioneering it. And if he's able to accomplish that in his lifetime, 
we were able to witness history and this is part of us. And it was just like mind blowing to me. And then I'm just looking online and I'm just seeing all these people hating on him. And I'm like, why are you hating on him? Like he's basically pioneering. Like, let's see you try and build a fucking rocket. Yeah. You know, there's always, for some reason, there's a whole segment of the internet that hates Elon. Well, there's, you always hear the saying, if you don't have haters, you aren't doing, you're not doing something right or whatever it is. I don't mm -hmm. know what that saying is. Yeah, it's uh sorry. I'm looking at notifications during our podcast. Like it put it popped up in front of my face. I where, where the hell is do not disturb mode? I, it is on. It's on and it somehow popped on. Um but <laughs> yeah. What were you saying? See, you're not paying attention, man. You <laughs> I'm gotta, sorry. See, this is one thing that I actually noticed during our the Arate event is presence. I am present. No, you're not. I'm you're looking at notifications. Sit in the chair. You're not you're not present. One thing so Everything like, so I was in the poor section <laughs> to say, say it bluntly. I was at the top balcony and then at, there's the main floor level. And I was just kind of observing what the, their behavior, what they were doing and all that. And everyone on the main floor was all networking with everyone. They were not on their phone. They were all present. They were all looking at each other, having conversations. They were being present in the moment. And one thing that I noticed with David, Andy and Ed is... I think Andy and Ed both, not Andy and Ed, Andy and David both said it, but their presence. Someone asked him, a, asked David a question. He, he, it was something about the past, present, and future. And it's like, are you prepping for the future? Are you learning from the past? Are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm focused on right now. I'm present. I'm looking right at, the guy was like way up in the balcony. And he's like, all I'm focused on is right now. It's you and me. That's all he's focused on. And I'm just like, Okay, that's and I've I've heard it before with Kobe Bryant, where whenever he's Rest working on his yeah, whenever he's working on his jump shots, his free throws, his basketball, whatever it is, he's completely one hundred percent in on that one thing. He doesn't have distractions going on. It's this or nothing. So that's one thing that I did really notice when I was at the event. I was I was like, how do I go from here to where those people are at the main floor? And I was just kind of observing. By a, by a better ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, the front row, those guess how much those tickets were? Those were like VIP. Five grand? 15. Damn. Yeah, so the very front row, it, it's just one single row. And I think they also get out to, they go out for dinner with Andy and Ed, I, I believe. And that's 15 grand. So it's like, obviously, I can't really yeah. just drop it on that. But it's just like, what what separates me from them is what I was thinking. I was trying to observe their behaviors. What were they doing? And no one was really on their phone. They were all present. They were all talking with people. They were all networking. It seemed like they all had a good network. It was like they're going up to hug people. They're laughing. They're having a good time. And then it was just like looking at the balcony. A lot of the people were on their phones. They're just they weren't really talking with anyone. They were so it was just a completely different atmosphere, environment from top shelf to bottom shelf. So. Tyler, I couldn't have said it any better myself. I'll keep do not disturb on next time. Uh, double check that it is on. I just actually swiped down and made sure it was on. Um, but getting back into Elon's uh, rocket, it is witnessing history. And that's what's super cool to see. A lot of times you miss things. You, you might be going through your life and you're almost too present, we could say. <laughs> and you don't look at the macro of what's happening around you. And, um, you know, we are seeing this. It's just like, you know imagine the first time you saw a plane take off if you were around when mm. uh, the Wright brothers were doing mm. their thing that'd be crazy so this is the beginning of something which is pretty crazy there are people that are hating on him 
it did explode, but it was meant to explode. I think that's one thing that people are missing mm-hmm. is that it was supposed to explode. It actually got higher than it was supposed to. I, I don't know. So I was thinking about this. I was like, is Elon just playing 40 chess and saying this is expected to blow up within like launch or whatever? And just saying that to under promise. And then so if if it does blow up like that, people aren't are that's what that's what yeah. was expected. Or was he playing like 40 chess and it was like, this is what it's going to do. But it's like, it's probably going to get up here, but we don't want to jinx. Like, like we yeah. don't want people that's to smart. Yeah. I don't know. That was a thought I had. I was like, he might've been doing that. Just say it's going to blow up. And then it does. <laughs> like, I told you. Yeah. So. so it's like, that's what they're doing. It's all test. That was a test rocket. And I think it was almost 400 feet. 395. Was it 395? Yep. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. I saw a picture to put it in perspective of how big it actually was. And it was like, there's like 30 people and then there's like a crane with a guy on it. And it was like, it was just a small fraction of the rocket. I'm like, that thing is massive. Yep. It's a rocket was 395 feet. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how far it went up, reached 25 miles. Yeah. Yeah. So that like it went up a good distance and then it was supposed to separate. And then the one thing was supposed to go into space, but it didn't actually, something happened where it didn't actually separate and ended up blowing up or something. And, I think that like they were all cheering to like huge success. Elon said it was a great success, learned a lot. So I think it's amazing that he's pioneering this revolution. Great success. <laughs> it's like the dictator was there. He was watching. Did you hear about the pointy thing that he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where he's just like. Like you make the rocket pointy. Yeah. He's like, it actually might make it a little bit worse. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted like to make it pointy. Yeah. Um, all because yeah. of that movie. So, yeah. It's so uh, funny. Watch. Watch what Elon's doing. It's exciting stuff going around. And even if you hate Elon, uh, at least understand what you're watching and understand that it is history if you like him or if you hate him. Uh, and it's good to actually be in the know about these kind of things because it's it's kind of cool. But if you don't think it's cool, then whatever. Don't pay attention. <laughs> I wonder how business is going to work on Mars. I'll be dead before we're there. But, <laughs> you, uh, think, you don't oh, think yeah. it's going to be happening within 60 years? That me being on Mars? I don't think so. Hmm. You think you're gonna be on Mars within sixty years? Sixty years is a long time. Think of yeah. how fast everything's progressing right now. I don't know. Hmm. Could be. Maybe. I don't. Know. I just don't see a world where I'm on Mars. But maybe. Yeah. I won't count it out, but I won't bank on it. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna build my life here yeah. on Earth, <laughs> and if I get to Mars one day, uh, so be it. Yeah. Uh, let's pivot into this week's topic. We don't have a ton on this week's topic but we wanted to dive into it a little bit because it's one of the key points that you took away from the event in st louis and that is urgency and really it's important to be urgent in life because that's how you get things done that's Mm -hmm. how you become successful if you're sitting there and you're pushing things off you're procrastinating it's hard to get things done so urgency is super important but we want to dive a little bit more into it kind of talk about both of our thoughts on uh the whole topic and tyler i'll kind of throw it over to you what was your takeaway from Arate about the whole topic of urgency. It's tough to get into just because it was all of Ed's closing, closing, fuck, what's it called? Remarks? Closing speeches? Speech. Yeah, closing speech where his whole speech was basically on urgency. And it was the way he delivered it, it was absolutely insane where he like went from zero to a hundred. And then all of a sudden, like his tone of voice, like whenever he was talking in a, someone else and his tone of voice and like talking like them and 
it, the way he just connected with everyone. And I've heard people saying like, I, I almost cried. Some people said they cried. And like the, the way that he just connected with the audience was just absolutely insane. Like everyone was like focused on it. Like he had every single person at theaters attention. Like that's how good he was at grabbing everyone's attention. And it was on urgency. And that's, basically why it stood out to me so much. And I think I've struggled a little bit with urgency and I've just kind of lollygagged around and I've never like had that word lollygag. lollygag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I just lollygagged around and I don't have that sense of urgency. Yeah. And now, so after we won't dive into a whole lot of what they talked about at the event, because you guys should have bought a ticket if you want to exactly. know what they talked about at the event, but uh, urgency in your life. Now that you know that it's important, it's been brought up, it's fresh. What do you think the importance of urgency is? Uh, you know, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but being successful, you have to be urgent. How do you balance the thoughts of urgency? Like, hey, I have to be urgent and get this done because uh, you never really know when you're not going to have the opportunity to do that. And also looking at it that it's still a long game. Yeah, there's a chart. It's I think it's urgent at the top left and important. So it's like, there's like four squares. <laughs> this is really hard to to explain, but there's four squares, and I think it's like urgent and important. If it's urgent and important, you do that right now. And then basically it goes off. It's like, is it important? Yes. Is it urgent? No. Then delegate or do whatever. Yep. And then if it's urgent and it's not important, then I forget what you do. And then if it's urgent and not, or if it's not urgent and it's not important, just get rid of it. Yeah. So I think that's a good starting point to be able to just figure out where, where that task lies. Okay. So now that you dodged the question, how do you balance that <laughs> with oh. picturing it as on the daily basis? We're obviously working hard. We have a lot to do. Uh, you know, your to-do list can fill up quickly and you feel like you're being urgent, but how do you mentally tell yourself, okay, I'm being urgent on the daily, but really this is going to take longer than, you know, 10, 15, 20 days. Yeah. I think it comes back to goals and I think goal setting is, am I on the right track here with saying that, or am I yeah. still dodging the question? Uh, well, we'll see where you go. With it and I'll <laughs> tell you. Yeah. Because I think I struggle with seeing the macro and setting goals in general, setting deadlines. And like you've said it in the past where you don't have deadlines, so you don't get it done because it's not urgent because yeah. it's like, Oh, this can get done whenever it gets done. So it's not urgent. So it's having those deadlines, setting goals and then setting Micro macro goals. I like the idea of urgency tied to deadlines because without doing things quickly, I, I compare it to this. If I'm looking at growing the revenue of my business and I don't get paid until the job is complete without that deadline telling me that this is urgent, this needs to get done by next Friday, whatever it might be, I'm not going to get paid. So you can't grow the revenue. So the quicker you do things, the more urgent you do things. If I shoot a video today tomorrow I edit the video. And then the day after that, I send out the invoice. That's urgency. That's getting it done. That's helping the business. It's growing the revenue. Whereas if I shot the video and the client says, you know, uh, we don't need it anytime soon. Just get it done whenever you get it done. And then I'm like, okay. So then I get it done a month later. They ask for revisions. I do the revisions a few weeks after that. And now all of a sudden you're sending out that invoice two months down the road. Whereas if you had some urgency, you would have got that project done quicker. You would have had that as marketing. You would have had that revenue to grow the business, whether it's hiring people, uh, investing back in your business. So really urgency plays into the more do, the more you do, the more you put out there, 
the more you're going to get back and get in return, which is a benefit to do it quickly. Because if you want more back to you, then putting more out there uh, as quick as you can is better than just doing it two, three, four, five months down the road. Do you find there's a balance or do you just try and put out as much as possible and then you're going to expect it to come back? I want to do in a perfect world, I would do things as quickly, do things as quickly as possible. So obviously in a perfect world, you can't shoot, edit, send the invoice the next day. That's just not realistic, but it's an extreme example. Whereas if I had a company with four editors and three producers, things would be getting spit out a lot quicker. We would be able to use that content a lot quicker for marketing, for stills for the project, behind the scenes for the project, uh, you know, documentary stuff. Like when you shot that project a couple weeks ago, the urgency allows us to do things faster and to grow the company quicker. Right now, sometimes in the beginning, that might not be a possibility. It's kind of a luxury, but that's really what we're building for. Did I dodge your question there? No, it was just <laughs> making me think of uh, Van Part 4. Yeah. Oh, that video we shot? Yeah. Um, no what about the two? There. What about the two? Yeah, because it's not really important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there you go. And that's where it falls into your mm-hmm. important but not urgent box. Yep. Just like the two YouTube videos before that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's something that, one, I've realized, like we talked about in the beginning, I can't schedule so many shoots because now I have no time this week to do anything that I need to actually tackle. And that will lead into the other things that I can post. So would you, so deadlines is a good area to keep you and get you to be urgent. Yeah. But I think have realistic deadlines. Don't set a deadline where it's, I'll get this done by next Friday. It's like, well, can you really get it done by next Friday? Is it a healthy way to get it done by then? Like, are you doing okay, it or are you not here for health? <laughs> you are <laughs> eating freaking cabbage and fucking <laughs> pea soup or whatever the fuck. You fucking rabbit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, is it going to cost you? Are you going to have to stay up late and lose sleep? Whatever it is, set realistic deadlines. You know, if it takes you two, two weeks to edit a video because you can block out a couple days to sit down and edit it and it still allows you time to book in a shoot and do your sales process, then do that. Do two weeks out. So set realistic deadlines. I think that really helps with urgency getting things done and that's yeah we talked about a couple weeks ago if you don't have deadlines it's really hard to accomplish anything or get anything done Mm -hmm. yeah i just i just think about er, like with urgency it's like you got to be urgent and know where you're going and just being able to see your true potential because it's like if you aren't urgent you never know when that last day is going to be coming and like that could happen tomorrow and then I won't get to see my potential out because I wasn't urgent enough before this. Or it's like something that like your parents or your friends or your loved ones or whatever it is. And you want to get to your potential and you want them to see that, witness it. But you don't know when their last day or whatever it might be. And I think the topic of death is something that might be a motivational factor, which kind of is morbid, yeah. but which in so sucks. I took it in a morbid turn, yeah, but it's true. It sucks, but <laughs> if you struggle with urgency, I think maybe starting to think about that. I don't. I, I look sucks, at urgency. But. I 100% agree with you. It's picture this. You know, you're gonna marry picture. this. You're gonna marry this girl, but uh, you know, maybe you don't meet this girl until later in life, and then you really want your grandma to be at the wedding. She can't be there because she dies because. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a bad example because obviously I don't want you guys to rush into relationships or anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But even business-wise, I look at it as what am I missing out? If I'm not being urgent now, if I'm lollygagging, like you said, (laughs) what am I missing out? 
in my mid twenties, am I missing out uh, the the ability that I'm young and healthy and I can go travel? The ability that I don't have kids right now, so I I have more flexibility. Uh, you know, the overhead. I don't have m- many bills and expenses. Am I missing out on the ability to invest and build a wealth vehicle for the future? So that's how I picture it. As if I'm sitting here lollygagging, fucking off, doing whatever. What am I going to be missing out on? Mm-hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Do you have any sort of mental tricks that you tell yourself when you're thinking about urgency? No, I'm I'm starting to think a lot more about this because especially today when I was listening to the podcast, Andy talked about that where you're not being true to yourself and you say, I think I'm trying to like remember what he said, but it was about being humble and oh man, I can't remember what it was so good. Just just know that it was really good. <laughs> I'm knowing, I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah. So it was just basically like, fuck, what was I talking about? Like knowing about yourself, you're not true to yourself. Yeah. And it's just you're not gonna see your true potential out. I don't know. I completely lost tra- train of thought. That's all right. I'll pick up from where you left off. Uh Perfect. be urgent, people. That's kind of really the point we want to get across. It's only going to benefit you. I think that's the one thing I like telling myself. It's not going to hurt if you're urgent. If you you know want to start this thing, you want to get it done right now, it's not going to hurt. It only hurts if you put it off. So nothing is ever a bad thing for you if if there's some urgency behind it, unless maybe it's a uh, relationship. <laughs> yeah. I think one, one thing saying, imagine all the promises that you told yourself that you actually went through and did them. That might yeah. not be urgency, but... Yeah, you know, where would you be if you did all the things you promised yourself you would do? Mm-hmm. That's kind of and what you're you getting at, right? about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be freaking millionaire. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We will get there. Uh Tyler, anything else on the topic of urgency? Not really. I kind of botched the end of this. No, nah, you're good. All right. No such thing as botching. This is raw. This is real people. This is a real conversation, you know? We don't cut anything out of this show. <laughs> we just uh talk and post. Talk edit post. Uh, let's get into this week's business idea. I'm, I'm waiting. My I, business I idea. I don't know what it is. I'm pumped. Voice detector. It's another app. I'm, I'm on a kick of these apps <laughs> or website or whatever it might be. But the one issue that I keep running into is, and you probably do too, but if there was some sort of service and it goes back to editing softwares, almost if CapCut had this or if Premiere or Final Cut had this, but voice detector where... You can throw a video clip in there. Let's say it's got multiple different angles and it will cut when it hears the detection of a different voice. Now, there would be some issues Premier to it if, if for people, does it? Yes. Oh, crazy. You can have separate caption tracks and it's like detect for different speakers. Is that what you're saying? But I'm saying it'll cut. So like if me and you are having a podcast right now and I stop talking and you start talking, okay, it automatically cuts to your camera angle. So then it almost removes the need to have to go in there and cut when when I start talking and you start talking. And then once the conversation switches, let's say I ask you a question, it'll cut to you. And now it just auto detects it. Now, I don't see this being a software that does everything perfectly 100%. I see it as a starting software where I say, okay, plug in this podcast and do the voice detection and it'll throw it in there. And then I go through and tweak. I'm like, okay, it didn't cut Tyler's thing right there. So tweak that a little bit and then just sift that. So it's a super big time saver on the voice detection of 
cut to the camera and maybe mix in a wide. I don't know if there's a setting where you can mix in a wide shot here and there. It'd be cool if you could have a setting that said every 20 seconds there has to be one wide shot mm. because there's a stat that a, a viewer should never watch a video of 10 seconds of the same thing without something being on screen, a camera cut, some sort of B-roll. 10 seconds is usually that number where you you don't want an audience to have to watch past 10 seconds. And that's why with this podcast, we try to either switch from a wide to my angle to Tyler's angle around that 10 second mark. So if there was a feature where you could have it auto detect the voice, switch camera angles, and then throw in the wide for once every 20 seconds, I'd pay for it. <laughs> How much would you pay? Uh, one time fee or subscription? Subscription. Subscription. I'd probably pay 20 bucks a month for it. You do three podcasts. Would you use it for your personal business as well? I'd use it for everything. Oh, would you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ours is a little bit tougher. Because most of the time we're virtual, mm -hmm. but if there's a way to use it, I'd use it for that too. Because there's so many times where I've had to cut a podcast and you sit down, it's super tedious. You just got to click through. I could just hire a person for this, but 20 bucks a month is way cheaper than <laughs> hiring a real person. And there's many times when I just have to sit through and do this tedious work. I've had a trick where I just put the video in 300 X. So it's like three times speed, which helps a little bit, but it's still, you have to still listen and watch it and play back. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this feature would be legit i nice. think i don't yeah. know i think it's i think it's a pretty decent idea and then you could have different parameters around it it's like maybe it's like every five seconds it has to so say it's like if the mic is hot for five seconds you can have it on that specific angle yeah but if it's less than five seconds you don't want it to cut there because it might just be like a little okay Blurb. and then it might just like bounce back and forth really quickly and it's like i'd rather have it at say the wide yep so and there's even maybe there's a setting you could do where when both voices are detected, that's the wide shot. Mm. So that would be the issue is, you know, if you chime in Different and I parameters. make it like that. Yep, yeah. exactly. So if yeah. there's something like yeah. that, it would yeah. be, you just <laughs> fuck up my software. Um, so there would have to be some kinks around that. I'd have to talk to the engineer, the app engineer about that. But that's uh, his problem, not my problem. Yeah, I like it. I think it's pretty decent. I don't know. I just found an AI video this morning and I showed you it. So I don't know if that would be able to do it as well, but... I think yeah. it's a pretty decent idea. Popped oh. up on my uh, TikTok page. An that AI that one? can cut a podcast for you. Yep. That same one? Yep. Yep. Nice. So, it's listening to us. It's watching us. It's trending. Oh, I thought you said it's trying to. No, it's uh, trending. Trending. I'm like, it's trying trending. to what? I know. So you're, like, like, keep talking. you're like staring at me like <laughs> oh, yeah, not saying anything. I'm like, and I'm like he didn't say what here? I think he said. I don't <laughs> think. Uh, cool. All right, Tyler, anything else for the show? Otherwise, we'll wrap this one up. Act with urgency. Act with urgency. You got your quote? <laughs> uh all right guys that is and gals and ladies and germans and uh slovenians mexicans canadians all of you guys that's episode 35 the midnight entrepreneur if you have any questions you'd like us to cover or answer you can email us at the midnight entrepreneur at gmail.com if you found value in this content or found this entertaining share this with a friend or post it on your story if you really enjoyed the show we'd love a rating or review on wherever you're listening join the discord forgot to mention that at the top uh shoot us a message on whatever platform you want or shoot us an email and we'll add you to the discord. We're getting that thing fired up, yes, asking are. some business questions, oh, yeah. talking some general questions, some, some pump up. So That's join cool. the discord. It's a good time in there. Uh, add to the three people that are currently in yeah. there. It's Talk to you group. guys. Exactly. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of the midnight entrepreneur. Without a sense of urgency, desire loses its value. Jim Rohn. <laughs> <laughs>